This is Blee TV, the only podcast of today's best shows and movies. I'm Zach. And I'm Cash. And tonight we are down Jake. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, he was unable to remove his balls from the jar that was into the garage <laughs> that his wife holds guarded. Hey, you know, you know, you got to put a little spice in the pickling every once in a while. and just... Yeah. Yeah, so it's right next to his backbone. It's in the Tupperware on the shelf as well. <laughs> but anyway, uh, no, he had a family arrangement he had to take care of. And any opportunity to bust his balls is a quality opportunity. Oh, yes. It's one you got to take willingly and dearingly close to the heart. There's no doubt. There's no doubt. But this is The Walking – we're going to cover The Walking Dead. This was the uh, – 15th? Episode 15, the one before the finale. This was called Worth. Um, I think they showed a little bit of their worth this episode. Like, you know, I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be a, a basher really that much, you know? as we say to the preview of every pod before uh, yes, we take out the yes. chainsaw. Well, I just the bottom line, guys, if you listen to our pod, we call it like it is. There's a lot of shows we cover that are consistently fantastic, and unfortunately, I love The Walking Dead. Cash and Jake are losing slow interest, but the, however, we are. We are committed. We love the characters. I just hate that some of the writing's gone the way it has. Yeah. I'm not going to beat that to death. We've already talked about it many times. Um, hoping for a rebound. Hoping that a new showrunner maybe changes some things in your writing. And so, keeping my hopes high. Exactly. Um, and this episode gives you a reason for that. At least it I does. Think. Yeah. Like this was a this was one where this was thought out. This was put together. This is where good actors who chew the screen up do a good job of doing yes. that and make some good trips and some different, uh, you know, turnarounds. And, and they so had fun with a lot of the writing again. They did. Like. Exactly. So, um, Hey, IMDB gave it an eight and a half. I'm okay with that. I'm all right. You know, um, I'll go ahead and go right out the gate and tell you that if you had scratched Aaron and his entire situation out of this episode, I, if we would have this episode him, would have not would have been a hell of a lot better. Yeah, I, uh, I have no. I, I completely forgot about him, and I realized why I completely forgot about. He's not missed, um, dude. It, no, the entire. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and get this over with. Oceanside, Oceanside, the girls, the whole deal of. Um, supposedly he's been out there ever starving and, but he's going to kill a walker and fall out like he's dying to me. It's like, is he road. playing dead? I, mean, I thought me, I was playing possum for a little bit. Yeah. Like, I was kind of I mean, like, uh, you know, I'm a strapping man. You need one girls. You need something. Although he's gay. So yeah, like, this is, this is true. Yeah. Uh, but you never know. You're putting on what you got. You know? <laughs> it, 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 if it gets you to survive. Maybe. Right. You know, I mean, the bottom line is, and so. Uh, I just thought it was, I'll be honest with you, it was just asinine. The entire, yeah. the, the way they brought about it, him, you know, finding a, a piece of metal, a coffee Perfectly can. Perfectly folded. A coffee can out there in the woods. He somehow you know, made his way back to this tree. I, I don't even want to guess. I, I, I kind of was like, okay, uh, you know. Brain, I, I was living yeah. with that. But then when he's fighting walkers and like, one, he falls down, he loses a knife, and then he just kicks one. Yeah. Not like the head explodes like a cantaloupe and like that. It's just you hear like a crack of like somebody's neck breaking, and that walker's dead. It just stops. Yeah, just, we're just assuming it's done. Right? I, I didn't I didn't understand that at all. And then... Well, also just searching for this knife, I got to say, looking for a very sharp like Bowie knife like he's holding, just all willy-nilly throwing your hands around, you're going to lose it. Half your hand. I, they're just like I said, the entire thing just didn't make a whole lot of sense and to there me. Was, and we, I'm, I'm, and I'm tired of stealth walkers. I was gonna say there is zero reason for even one walker to come up to him and find him, let alone seventeen yeah, magically. He's come not out. making sound. He go, he kills this one. He's not making much sound, and then suddenly he's surrounded by eight. Yeah, killed just, three, and then all, they were all dead. It just it, stop it. Please. I mean, stop it. I mean, let's be honest with ourselves, people. Did anybody fear that he was going to get bit and die in this situation? Anybody? No. Raise your hands. Absolutely not. You know it. That That's what's killing this thing is that you're putting people in fearful moments, in stressful moments that are so on. But when you're this far into the show, that doesn't work anymore. For the most part, no, because it did work on me a little bit in this episode. Because in the first meeting with Simon, I was a little worried for his life. Not going to lie. Uh, I don't know. I mean, put it this way. Okay. Yes, it was a shock. I know there's some people out there that are like, oh, yeah. we got Carl. Okay. Well, look, let's put it this way, guys. That Carl was bitten shown. and he wasn't shown. Yeah. This was, that was a major reveal later to where, like, so something that showed you earlier, you didn't yeah. get seen. Regardless of what showrunner said, at no point in time did they show Carl right. being bitten. 
so to me, that shows you that Aaron's not going to get bit and reveal it later because then you're recycling that same storyline. Thus, you know he's not going to get eaten out yeah. there. What's the point of putting him on screen to die when they just discarded him earlier? True. And there's no one to mourn his death. Exactly. And then nobody would be able to find him. He would just be bait. You know, so all those things in, in conjunction, I'm sitting there going, can we just get this part over with so we can get to where Oceanside is going to collect him? Yeah. You know, and then he lifts his head up and tells him, you know, you'll always be in fear. You're always this, that. And it's all because of him. And all you have to do is one thing, fight. I'm mean, like, well, okay, let's weave some things. Maybe save me and then fight. You know, a little yeah. something. Um, and here, here's the other part of this I'm kind of concerned with. Okay, we have already know that guns and ammunition are very low. Yes. Okay, for even the Negan, Negan as well as the Kingdom slash Hilltop, you were asking for these girls to come help you when they have spears with hooks on them. I don't see, a, I mean, other than just vast numbers and cannon fodder. Which I don't even think they have vast numbers at this point. I'm, I'm just very... Not to say I'm. I'm not saying that there's not probative value. I'm just saying they don't represent something. They don't have a that, funny militia or anything. That, there's no that, that makes you feel like this is a a balance tipper or uh, this is the that cutting edge you need to win. You know, so I, I'm very curious to see how they're going to play this part out. And then here's the other part of this too: is that we're now with one episode left, and there's not even been a meeting with these people in Rick. Yeah, so there's no so way for him to... The convergence of these groups to do something as a collective seems far-fetched at this point. When you True. only have one episode left. Especially with Aaron having to be way past his uh, due date. Like, I mean, you know there had to be a set time to like, hey, exactly. abort it after this point in time. How many days are you out in the woods where you're completely useless, wasteless like he was? I mean, to me, that's over a week. Yeah. Easy. I mean... I mean, realistically, you know, so when you can barely stand, barely survive, I mean, the guy killed one walker and laid out yeah. and they left him there to die and to, to walk by him. Find he was water. able to get Good water luck. and then able to fend off six or seven. But like, after one, he could, he almost passed out. So again, your order of operation didn't match. You no, know, because I, I thought that ended up being a flashback. When he went back to me, like that's how <laughs> yeah. he got so tired. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't get it. So the, the Aaron thing, you cut this out of the episode, and I'm a happy camper. Um, it's just, it, it's another example where Oceanside is unnecessary. It's another example where it's a wasted storyline um, that doesn't help the overall plot. It no. just really doesn't. Uh, it just made it a f hour and what an hour and a half episode instead of the regular hour episode. Yeah, I think it was an hour fifteen episode. Yeah, altogether. it was all because we added Aaron. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, I do some things I didn't really like. Um, I love the opening scene with Rick and the letter. I thought there were some really cool shots of him on that deck and overlooking things. What do you think finally made him open it? Uh, I think Michonne just kind of just telling at him the end of the last episode. And yeah, like you know, Carl. You're, you need to do that. You need to know what it was, which I could understand his hesitation too. You know, that's something you want to be able to look forward to. Yeah, and you want to hold on to that as long as you can. So I totally get it. Um. And I liked the message. I thought it was cool. I liked the handwritten letter and where it had mistakes and was continued written. Mm -hmm. uh, those were really good details. These are things that fantastic somebody, details. You know, I loved the, like just the noise in the background as we're reading it and everything. Uh, I think we had like birds at some points and everything. And then talking about the walks, yeah. I thought was pretty cool because that's something you don't think of like as a kid or anything when you're doing those. But then you can look back and actually see them. Yeah, I agree. Uh, it felt real. And that's what I liked about yeah, it. Yeah, like I mean, you it know, actually felt like the writing we had back in season one, two, and three, where it was detailed, and you yeah. could tell they cared about it. Right. Well, it just Not, made sense. It didn't. It didn't sound like fluff. Yeah. You know, and I agree with that. So that was one of the things I really liked from the beginning of this was that that they they brought that in play, and I think that was really good. And every so often, Walking Dead does some really cool visuals. You know what I mean? Yes. Uh, really cool shots, different things that give you some things. I mean, I love there's a scene that always sticks in my mind when he's walking down the hallway and the light's really cool. Had the, you know, it comes oh, down. It was like the posters for it for so right, long. Right, you know, and then, you know, I remember when Rosemary did that really cool aerial shot over the entire sanctuary. I thought that was neat. So they're, they're, every so often they really do some really cool stuff. It really gives an artistic touch. So I do appreciate that. Um, the other little part we could probably go over is the Eugene, Daryl, and Rosita scenario. Um no. Shout out to my boy Eugene for probably being the most survival 
thought-provoking person. Like he's like, what will I do to survive? <laughs> Literally anything. You know, I have a mixed bag about this little scenario. Some people say one thing. Some people say another thing about what they think the motives are, where our motives are now, and everything. So I'm looking forward to picking your brain on this. Um, Eugene, you know, starts off with his special sardine mac and cheese <laughs> uh, concoction. Okay. And copious amounts yeah. on the spoon as he's digesting it. I've, I don't know about you. I've had a multitude of mac and cheese. Like, probably... Up until this episode, I thought I had every variation of mac and cheese in my life possible. Sardines in mac and cheese is something I've never even contemplated. It, it's borderline a crime. Like, I, I'm going to put you almost on a serial killer list yeah, it, if you're putting sardines it, in it's mac a, and cheese. It's an automatic ass whooping yeah. in my world where if you ruin good mac and cheese with sardines, Which this you need your ass yeah. kicked. And this wasn't necessarily good mac and cheese because it was like almost mac soup. Um, yeah. Here's <laughs> another thing about that too is, is that, you know, I'm thinking about the process of making cheese. And I don't really see the possibilities of making that anywhere in the sanctuary or anywhere around it. And so the whole idea of having that cheese, if it was like real cheese, is not really a possibility to me. I know that's a a horrible detail, but otherwise that's several year old craft. Which together, is, I mean, it probably it's, lasts. It's probably fine. Yeah. It's got a shelf life of 37 years. Um, I, you know, Trust me, there was nothing in that bowl that looked like mac and cheese to me other than the color. and It was white. Yeah, and what, just, what, what kind of color mac and cheese? I'm just saying, man. And then it was so distracting to see the copious amounts he was putting in his mouth at a time. Oh, my God. You know, and then him slapping his jaw together and with these eye looks and stuff. There, the Eugene in small amounts is awesome. Eugene in... For him. Eugene in large doses with ridiculousness in intermittent through it sometimes is just grating like you know yeah. fingers on a chalkboard. There were several parts in this that was just like oh god man okay you're laying it on so thick that it was a little much. Yeah, I mean I think you hit it perfect. Eugene's like a nice little heat check person. You know you bring off the bench for like. Two or three power oh, yeah. seeds, and then you get them out. It's, yeah, I mean, he's a closer for an inning or two. Exactly. You know, you bring that guy in to you know clear a bench up. Out, you know, that's it. Da, da, da. When you when you got him in for more than two or three innings, oh, uh, you, you, you're bleeding us. Yeah, you know, the, you know the, the guys. You think you're going to get more out of about no, to no. throw the glove at you. You know, <laughs> um, it's got to go. So. To me, he was on his third, fourth inning, almost to his fifth inning. Oh, yeah. Was, you know, it was time for the boot or yeah, the hook yeah. to come out, you know. Um, By the time he came back at the end of – okay. So, I guess he gets kidnapped and everything. After. All right. So, he walks outside pretty cool with Daryl putting the you know the arrow through the head and um, Rosita there. This is a scenario where these things happen and they're right off camera. Yes. Okay. This is fine for me. Because you're walking outside, there is no perimeter, there is no guards, and so yes, you could be laying in wait for somebody to step outside and do this. So this completely, no problem, completely yeah. fine with me. It really was. Um, so as we're going down, you know, we're having the conversation of, you know, I did it for you. Um, you know, you made your choice. Blah blah blah. And, you know, of course, Daryl threatens him with the, you know his giant Bowie knife and all that stuff. Well, then we get to the situation where we have six or seven walkers, and so this is this is where The Walking Dead baffles me. Okay, is is that three or four walkers? People run. Yes, Daryl sees six or seven walks towards. Got gotcha. you. Yeah, and this is no problem. Stops to reload his crossbow. Yeah, he shoots one. Cool effect though. Oh. That one that drops and kind of like slowly falls and looking. Thought that was pretty neat. You know, load another one, does it, and he's able to handle it. That part was fine with me, but don't show me that one guy could care less and can handle seven. Well, and even, people, other people who are just as capable say three is too much or is issue. Or you could be Rick where you can have 30 of them around you and you just do forearm shivers yeah, in every direction. It'd, it'd be you never have a fear like in your life. Like you're a 70s football player and everything. Uh, yeah. Going I mean, out tackles. I just. Uh, or you can be Aaron, not have any water, kill yeah. six or seven walkers yeah, with exactly. twigs lying around. Yeah, exactly. So the inconsistencies there are somewhat. It's, but I'll be honest with you. Him noticing the walkers were coming from a different direction and then doing the throw up thing. Ugh. I'm sorry. When he threw up all over, I, I kudos <laughs> I was to like, the actress 
for just sitting there and taking it. You oh, know what I mean? Rosita, she gets an A plus in my book. Complete pass for this you know, episode. And this is what I. This is the lines that she's okay with doing because she's pissed off and they're short and sweet. Yeah. Anytime she has huge dialogue, you know, again, it's the <laughs> nails on the chalkboard again. But uh, these three worked. Perfectly. They worked well. I'm telling you, I was laughing because there's a off. lot of anger and hostility, but I didn't necessarily believe it because it's with Eugene. Yeah. And so I was like, like he said, like it made it comical. It did when he threw up all over. Oh I my was god! Just like I couldn't. Well, because like it. he puts his, I was like, he's not about. I was like, oh, he might. I was because what do you do? Like if you're about to fight somebody or like you're kidnapped and you just throw up on a person, there's no sane reaction of you're getting shot at immediately. Yeah, you buy yourself three seconds. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> It, it just, uh, I, I and just she, she get, like just toughened up, like boom. She just, she just stands there and takes it. That's the thing. Like to me, no gross, it was hilarious. No it it like, wasn't like I raised my hands, like what the <laughs> fuck, you know, or, or no. like you know how sometimes you lean forward because you're like, oh god, oh, then like it gets even drip, worse, yeah, because like, it's dri- you know because you're like, oh, you know, no, she just stands there like a, I feel like I was, what was it? What was it tombstone? It's like I corrected, sir. You're an oak. <laughs> you know, <laughs> she stood there like an oak. Like spew away. Uh, did not even flinch. You know, it's just water to my roots. Yeah, I was just like oh, because I like, guess all she did was she readjusted, took the gun off, but then she starts shooting them, and I'm like, you're willing to shoot Eugene? That's but- the thing too. Like when he runs on that fence, she draw. She shoots six or seven yeah. times down range. Obviously, and after he's on the other side, but yeah, and she's shooting to this wooden fence, which should be splinters, and he should have holes in them. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like, yeah, you know, we're gonna, you know, the whole line of you know your pathetic life. We're gonna make you to get what's in your head. Oh, she crushed him. She crushed him, and I get that. So he runs and he escapes now. Before all this happened, when he had his mac and cheese thing, you know, he had this long dialogue about how Gabriel was a f up and look at these primers on these guns mm-hmm. and this that are so on. You can and, tell they don't work or anything. You're right. You know, well, they're just they're not level. Yeah, complete to be. sabotage. Right and stuff. But I don't want to. I didn't want to say we forgot about that. But so when they go to look run for him, they get in this little ash pile. I guess where they've been burning bodies. Cool concept. Yep. I thought that, again, this was a great set piece. Um, you're not losing Daryl in this to me. Like yeah. Daryl is known as an expert tracker. Yeah, to me, like, how do you make it look like you run past it? Come back, come back. Here's the part I just call BS. How did you cover yourself with the ashes that efficiently that you have? Because he was face down with yeah. what seems to be some kind of fabric over oh. the top of him, and completely covered. Like almost a tarp-like thing over the top of them. I, I with just, maybe, I'll give you at most a 15-second head start. That's the other thing, too, is that the time that it would take for you to get down, find this piece of material, get yeah, under it, run somehow, somehow get the material over the top of you to make it look like you're there, yeah. the way they did it. That's the thing. Now, it would have worked... If he was hidden beside something where you couldn't see majority of him, where it, you know, like no, I don't, I still you could cover your head and your shoulders and stuff, but you can't cover your whole body to make it look like you're under this thing, I as mean, they did. To me, the whole problem is you're trying to lose Daryl. So if you don't have footsteps going all the way up that hill, he's going to notice. Can I, anybody who knows this, when you step in ash, you make a you make. You, Prints for our good ways. Days. I'm just telling you that. I mean, I know this from personal experience. I'm out here in the country, burn sticks, burn wood, all that stuff. You go in there and you move sticks around, you come out, you leave your footprints everywhere. Yeah. It doesn't even matter if you're in grass, asphalt, concrete, whatever. You're being That followed. ash is it's just basically another version of charcoal. You're going yeah. to make some kind of marks. And so the idea that they just blindly, he looks down, sees what obviously you can tell is prints going through this ash, and just blindly run yeah. up this hill. Didn't quite make sense to me. Cool effect that he's hiding under the ash. It was great effect and everything, but it was ruined to me just by... Again, rule. this is supposed to be one of those things where it's real cool of, wow, look how well hidden he is. Mm-hmm. But don't worry about how that's not really possible that he could do it by himself. Yeah, let, let that's, alone... That's right there is the, is the quip. But the show is that... You know, we don't worry about... to this cool place. We have this awesome concept and theme, but let's don't worry about how we got to it. Yeah. That's That's the Walker Dead way. Right there. So Eugene's definitely going to outrun Rosita and Daryl in a foot race. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, no, no 
no problem. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so again, when he comes back and a strange dialogue of, you know, we got, we got a perimeter set up now, this, that, or so on. And, you know, we're going to meet this quota for our man, Negan. No longer are we going for the minimum. Oh, no. Yeah. We're going to meet the full order. Kitten caboodle. I was yeah. like, all right. Like, and if you don't like it, chew one of those bullets you're making. <laughs> you know, um, all right. So this is where the debate comes in. Is Eugene a true bona fide bad guy or is he a true bona fide good guy? He's a true bona fide cockroach. The guy <laughs> just wants to live um, any means possible. And if he can switch back over to Rick's side, I think he will. All right. So the, there's theories out there that he's sabotaging the bullets, that all this ammo that Negan and think they have is not what they really think they have. Do you think that's a possibility? No, because then I don't think there's any reason for him to fix Gabriel's. Okay. Like, I mean, if that's the case, you just let that go unnoticed. Well, some people say, and I'm just saying what people yeah. have been telling no, us, because we I got mean, a lot of emails, a lot of a lot of social media stuff on this, that he says, follow my lead, and you see him in, putting cartridges into this handheld device and squeezing it, mm-hmm. thus making bullets. You know, I am not a person who says I know exactly how to make bullets or – not make bullets, but to reload shells. Yeah, is what they're doing. My buddy redoes them. I, and I, I do not. To me, I know it requires a type of press to press the 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 lead yeah. round yeah. back into the casing and where it's sealed. There's a certain precision amount of uh, uh, gunpowder in there. There has to be a primer that's set on the end of the casing mm-hmm. that ignites it. I know all these things. I don't know the exact measurements, but I know that everywhere I've ever seen a gun. I'm sorry, a bullet being reloads, you know, making reloads is that it is a, it is more than something you can do just in your hand. I would have ever seen because it requires like a full pull down bar yeah. press to be able for that bullet to insert properly into that thing. So, um, I'm not real sure what that thing was in his hand. I'm sure there's plenty I, I think of people that out there who are just re, refilling it with powder. I think Maybe, that's all he was doing. I, I just don't know. Yeah. Um, I'm sure there's somebody out there that could tell you in a quick second, and you know, you know, Zach, you're an idiot if you didn't all that. No, <laughs> not an idiot. I just, I just don't. Fancy you don't know myself. the full makings of this. No, and I go to Walmart or Sports Authority or Academy or this that or so on, Sports and I buy my, yeah. I buy my ammo and you know, fifty, hundred, or you know, five hundred round boxes. I mean, it just is what it is. I don't go and spend a few hundred dollars on, you know, reload equipment and buy those parts. I just, I don't. Yeah. You know? Um. So, to each their own. Um. So, that, I mean, if you're a listener and you know what that handheld device was he was doing. Or I, he, I think it was just like a filler. Or yeah, maybe it was maybe what so. set the primer. Because, I mean. Somebody tell us what it is. If you don't, if you know what it is, email us. Podcast at gmail.com or on social media or whatever. Tell us what you think. Uh, I, I just, yeah, I'd like that answer. And do you think Eugene's a bad guy or not? Yeah, that's We're the next interested. thing. You know, we ought to set up a poll. That's what we ought to do. No, that, that's what we'll do. And see if you know, think he's good, bad, whatever. Because I, I personally, I just think he's a survivor. I'm not saying he's good or bad. I think he's just someone that is going to find a way to survive by the end of the series. Yeah. I mean, I know you coming from the comic book side a little bit more. Do you think that we've made him full on Negan? Um, You think that's going to be a necessary Kirkman remix or? I'm not real, real sure. Uh, I think it's a situation where he... To me, for them to be able to move forward, even the show itself yeah. told us um, that we need what's in your mind so you're bringing you back alive. But that's not necessarily accepting. Not necessarily. However, based on what we've told you all in the preview cast of the mm-hmm. comic book and everything else, in my opinion, that right there tells you that he has a future in the show. Okay. And so, so you think he's still savable in some shape? Uh, or absolutely. Form? I mean, to me, absolutely. Um, I don't. Okay. I don't see because he hasn't done anything too unredeemable yet. No, that's the whole deal. But if these bullets do come and mow us down, then I don't think there's any way he's redeemed. <laughs> yeah. Then the mullet's got to die. Yeah. You know, mac and cheese and sardines and all. Uh, you know. Ugh. Yeah, I mean, maybe it's best. Maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe I think it's really you just need to end any thoughts that that was good yeah. at one time. So hey, Rick, he puts sardines in his mac. And he must go. Yes, um, yeah. kill him now. Um, so 
yeah, no, that, that, that's the problem. Um, that's a no go. So I'm very curious how that's going to go. Um, the other part really about the show is really kind of deals with Dwight, Simon and Negan. Um, bravo to Negan. The, the man pulled every string like a puppeteer. You know, I, I 100% agree with that. The only thing I think was way too telegraphed was the whole episode where he opens the car door to the mysterious person. Yeah. Anyone who's watched the show um, can come to the deduction that that had to be the girl that survived the gun battle. That's just the reality of it is that, you know, there's no other person that could have, in my opinion, that they've either shown or haven't shown or would have even made sense that he could have picked up that would have made a difference moving forward in this with the, the amount of episodes we had left behind. So to me, there was no surprise when she showed up in White's room. Now that's fair. Uh, that's just the way I looked at it. You know, I had several people who argue with me on Facebook about it, about how that was a complete and total mind trip. And I was like, is a you are weak and feeble minded <laughs> is what I told them. And, you know, that gets people upset, but the reality, that's what, that's just how I deducted it. You know, yeah. and I told them the reasons why, Several of them were like, you know, I give you that. You know, it's like, as soon as you laid it out to me like that, it was like, oh, no, that does make sense. Yeah, well, see, that's the difference. Like when I watch the show of Walking Dead, I'm looking at all the little details. Yeah, you're I remembering what's like, going on. I, and I take notes and I said, so I feel like the show is always trying to give you details. Some are breadcrumbs, some are big pieces of steak. And, um, this, this one was one a big those, piece of steak. This one was a big piece of steak to me. You know, the parts that are cool breadcrumbs are when they're when Simon talks about a helipad and solar panels in a dump. Yeah. When suddenly a person in a white coat shows up in a jacked up van and says, I'm just here to exchange information or records. <laughs> My knowledge for right. your food. Right. And so those are things that they throw at you as a rope dope and you don't know why, what, where, and if it's building something. And so you're constantly looking for clues to to you know, what makes that make sense? Then you got to go back and rewatch. Yeah. Oh, maybe so, this was mentioned here. So to me, so when I see him pull up in a car to somebody, I, I'm, I'm constantly racking my brain of how does this fit into the current storyline? Because he obviously knows who it is. Yeah. He's welcoming to this person. And, you know, the only thing about it is what's the randomness or the, the odds that he's driving by at the right time. She feels comfortable enough to go over to the vehicle anyway in the dark. Yeah. You know, I, that part is where it's like so far-fetched. It would have been so much better for her just to show up. Because you know it can't even necessarily be a savior because you've already seen Dwight turn on you, so you don't know who else back at the camp you can trust. Exactly. I mean, like the, the, all this is just so – it would have been better to have a point of view of somebody watching – Negan yeah. leave by himself and then her appear like she knew he left in that car or he was riding in that type of vehicle. And his vehicle was wrecked. So right. there's no... There, there is a way of evaluating that makes sense instead of him just magically pulling down the road at the exact or magical right time and having to see her and her being able to see him not knowing because this is not yeah. his car. This is a BMW that she had. Okay, at the dump, not one that was from the Saviors. So that's not even a vehicle she could say, I recognize. Yeah. So all that puts into play is Which, just by the way, poor writing. Uh, giving, what's her name, Janice? Give, giving her like the incomplete wardrobe change and everything? Jadis. Yes. Jadis. Phenomenal. She went from character. a two and a half to an eight. Yeah. Easy. I mean, like, a, game changer. A, absolute Who shot. knew a but, set of tight jeans? Putting a bra on and having a flannel shirt that was somewhat tight would change the game. Yeah, putting her hair in a ponytail. Yeah, you know, getting rid the hair. of the absolute, you know, horrendous cotton everything or yeah. haircut. Like Michelle might have actually been in trouble. You know, yeah, Rick. You know, he might have been like, <laughs> um, yeah, she's uh, she's got the right genes for the future. You know, in more ways than one. <laughs> By the thing, you know, and uh, uh, so but, I mean, okay. Uh, I just uh, There's, and then on top of all of this, it's your word versus Dwight's. So I mean, you're still going out on a limb. This is true, absolutely. Um, and so, if you look at everything, Simon absolutely love love Og the guy. God, I hate that he's gone off the show. You know, the but, opening deal of, you know, he's like, you know, he's confessing. I did it. Give me another shot. Gets on his knees. Doesn't flinch. 
all is forgiven. You know, I and look, I stand by it. I was worried that Simon was going to eat Lucille here. I, you know, and to me, it would have made sense. And so I was a little on the edge of the seat. I enjoyed that. Um, I was really surprised that he immediately went right to Dwight and said, "Let's go ahead and get back." I mean, when if you're already back in good grace mm-hmm. and you're you're absolved of your really bad act, do you really just want to go right back to going right back at the boss man? Is it that quick? Uh, the, the- Maybe if you know that you still just have no other play. Yeah. Because I mean, maybe he didn't feel like he was actually back in his good Well, here's races. the thing, though. Here's the thing. You have to understand this. He delivered his plan to Simon. Yes. Okay? To everybody in that room. And the plan was to kill them. True. So to me, Simon would have been, in my mind, would have been like, now he's on my page. We've got to kill these jokers, get rid of them, and we can move on. You know what I mean? I, that's how I was kind of feeling. So if your boss has just saved your life, you're still in great shape. Okay, you're still number two. He unveils his new plans with more guns, more bullets. Everybody has a plan, and we're going to kill them, you know, one by one, snipe them, da 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 the whole nine yards. And so it's equal satisfaction of all that you want, minus just not being the head mm-hmm. joke. Why immediately say... Well, we did learn something else about Simon. He's a very sick individual, apparently. And so maybe he doesn't feel like Negan's going to give him that free reign as soon as this war's over. Maybe so. You know, like he Um, just got the taste for blood again, killing everyone in the dump. Maybe so. Um, You know, but the scene right before this where him and um, Gregory are talking and Gregory's like, I'm not done. How dare you tell me I'm done. What a great job by Gregory. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) I think his name is Xander Berkeley. Yeah, the guy. To me, this is one of his moments where he shines. Oh, my God. He's a a scumbag on the show, but the comic book character was a scumbag. Yeah. So you're talking about a guy who pulls it off great. (laughs) He does it phenomenally. That's all we've been talking Uh, about is how well he plays. I loved it. And then, of course, Simon, you know, well, you know, you don't have to look at optics. And to me, that means I have to, I have to kill you. (laughs) You He's like, like, no, you don't. You're you're the man with the juice. You know, you know. So you know, you when you're in charge, juice. you can do as you want. And he goes, you know. And, yeah. and because of that, I, I got to kill you. Yeah, you know. And How goes, dare you <laughs> tell you I don't have the juice? And I've got the juice. And I was like, oh, like Simon's going to go. buy this for Oh, yeah. no, no, he's no, Gregory. Slapped him down, you know. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I really enjoyed all that. That was great. Um, again, so Simon says we're going to meet in the courtyard. As soon as he said we're going to meet in the courtyard, I said, yeah. all right, yeah, Dwight's a turncoat. I mean, right then and there, you're Simon, you're dead. Yeah. That, to me, like that is like, uh, and how do you? That feel- has to be one of the lamest locations to have a meeting anywhere. To, to be in broad daylight outside the building, windows everywhere, in the middle. Right. You know that the, the whole. And how about the whole Dwight's outside, and we had the little whistle. You know, and everybody's like, which I thought was pretty cool. Because yes. Dwight looked like, he, you know, he had a small, you know, shard going down his leg into his boot when he heard the whistle. Um, let's push the dumpster over here. Help me out with this. Yeah. And then the dumpster ends up being where he was hiding the whole time. And it's, the dumpster was empty and like on wheels and everything. And I was just ah, like, mm. okay. I had a problem with Negan just crouching down because the dumpster was shorter than Jeffrey D. Morgan. Yeah, I mean, dumpsters okay. are only like So that five. means when Dwight was standing over by the dumpster that Jeffrey Morgan was kneeled down or bent down, <laughs> this or so on. You can't tell me the guys that walked up beside him didn't see, see his ass hanging out from behind the dumpster and be like, um... Or... There's a guy back there. That Simon doesn't see him after he kicks the doors open from an elevated level. <sighs> yeah, I just... I, I hated the location of the meeting. I thought that was cheese ball. Terrible spot. If anything, you do it in a spot that's inconspicuous, not well seen, not well lit. You know, um, maybe, where you could have a private meeting. Maybe like a cell of some sort, you know, maybe where you well, kept somebody. It's a spot where you can't be ambushed. Yeah. That's where I was like, um, okay, yeah, this is really cool that I did this, but this is not where you have your team overthrow Negan meeting. No. Also, no one does a perimeter check. Yeah, you know, do you not make uh, sure? Uh, Why does everybody meet Dwight at a location when Dwight's the first one there? 
I mean, this is poor, terribly To me, you, everybody should be there and Dwight meets you there. Yeah. Not you go meet Dwight. Dwight. So all this is backwards. And then just like, does no one besides Dwight have the common sense to show up to a place early? Like uh, I'm just telling you, like, that's the parts where the details of writing fail. Because they're like, how can we get it where it's a cool... I turn, I turn my coat on you. Oh, okay. We'll just have Negan pop up behind a low dumpster and him whistle and four guys get shot simultaneously in front of everybody. Yep. You know what I mean? And not only that, there's people out there hiding under the stairs and other places. Everywhere. You know, like they were set up there for a long period before this happened. Those are the things that don't make a whole lot of sense. That's what bothers me. Um, and just random, just still seeing that cigarette right there. Like already broken and it was like no one's wasting a cigarette at that point in time. Yeah, like we've already seen them save like a twice smoked cigarette. Like those things are precious. Yeah, like, <laughs> I, I'm sorry. Like, I'm not even a smoker. And I'm just like no, no one's yeah. gonna waste that. All right. So of course Simon, you know, goes after Dwight. You sob. You know, blah blah blah. And he comes down to a point of like, okay, you want to be the man, you're gonna have to beat the man. So it turns into Fight Club. I, I thought it was going to be like a political debate with how it initially started. I was like, okay. Um, Negan go and complete democracy. So, what did you think of Fight Club? I, I, I thought it was a really bad idea just because what if someone else wants to challenge you at this point? Like, you're not necessarily the greatest fighter, Negan. And this could escalate really quickly. Yeah. Um, but I thought the fight was done really well. I think that was well choreographed. I thought the fight was good. I love that. You know, to me, there, a lot of people are like, you know, Simon has more physical prowess and should have easily won this. And to me, it was pretty equal the way they were doing things. Yeah. And they were hitting each other. Um, I 100% get you on that, you know, when people were telling me. Well, especially after we saw, I think it was what, uh, Josh Toomey. Where he posted that thing on the Facebook page, Simon's jacked. Yeah, I mean he's a he's a specimen. Um, I, I just, um, oh yeah, like, to me, you know, guys. If y'all never listened yeah, to, uh, you know, if you're metal, fans of heavy metal, metal and everything, uh, underground. This guy does amazing interviews. Um, he does the I think it's Metal Nexus podcast or Talk to Me uh, podcast. The guy is top notch, cutting edge. He, He's the he's truly one of the best podcasters out there when it comes to the music scene, a lot of the underground music scene, and some of the classics. And so, if you, if you're into any of that stuff, you need to go check him out. The guy's got it going. Um, the fight scene goes back and forth pretty well. Uh, of course, it ends up with Simon on the ground and getting choked out. Um, I, I thought it was all good. The idea that Dwight gets Gregory and grabs the map. Loved it. Um, and get a car and get out of here. I thought that was, you know, I thought that was, was very, perfect, hey, like, like everybody's in there. This is a big show. Nobody's it made looking sense. Outside. Like Dwight's always somebody looking for an yeah, edge or crack or something. Um, he, here's the thing I don't care for is, is that they're having the fight. He gets Gregory out of there. The very next scene, the very next scene, Gregory's delivering the map and going back to his cage. Yeah. And then the very next scene after that, Dwight and Negan, Negan are, walking are walking down the hallway. You know, you're my number two now. Yeah. I mean, like, bing, bang, boom. I mean, I want to know what kind of engine. And, you know, was are we talking about Marty McFly was driving him over there? Oh, I mean. It, I mean. You uh, haven't seen those new Lambos uh, down uh, there and everything? I mean, that. Quite know, nice. You know, you don't have to worry about traffic, no red lights. Like uh, it, it just shows you that the timelines yeah. are not important. Uh, I just, just like. You know, the, the walking of coincidences is what the show has become a lot. And that's the thing. You needed to see that before you had the reveal of, you're my delivery boy. I gave you a phony map and yeah. you delivered it right to him and da, da 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 And so I understand why you had to have that scene. But God. I mean, but it didn't have to be literally four seconds ago. Yeah, no, like you, you could have easily spread this when out. When people a bit. have driven from the Saviors to the Hilltop in the past, it took it a could, long it took ass an episode. Down. Yeah, it took a whole episode to get there. <laughs> So yeah. you're telling me that Gregory just knew the shortcut. 
you know, he was good. You yeah. Know? Who cares? You know, I've done it a few times. Yeah, this wasn't driving Miss Daisy. This it, was, you know, it's like when you play Skyrim and after you've already traveled to a place, you just get fast travel. Yeah, and yeah. So like, he just had that. It was like, Oh, boop. He fast and furious this thing all <laughs> the way over there. It was like, you know, the one thing, anything faster would have been Dom next to him. It, 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 that just stuff baffles me. So again, of course, they open and the door. She's there waiting it, on him. If I'm giving you this information, I'm not going back to that cage. I'm yeah. sorry. Like, if yeah. I'm giving you something that I believe to be this valuable, like, whoa, yeah. at least let me get a bed or something. <laughs> I, I, exactly. And he's the only person in the cage. Yeah. Well, he's solo. Yeah. We, you know. So um, Gregory, like, after the <laughs> phenomenal scene we had you with Simon and everything, don't back down to Maggie and Rick. Uh, yeah. I mean, well, he'd have a point. It was his only play. I mean, so you got to do what you got to do, you know? I'd be like, look, guys, I, I'm not giving it back to you if you put it in the cage. I'm just going to go walk <laughs> this way. Or you can die outside the gate. Yeah. Hey. Options. But, oh, um, I, I know. Sorry to interrupt you. What do you think about Negan's grandmaster plan? Since he is about to say it was a masterful plan, if he does say so himself. Um, I was 100% fine with it. Uh, you know, to me, I thought it was pretty cool by the writers to – Instead of her just showing up and saying, you son of a bitch, you're going to die. Mm-hmm. They actually made it where he used it against him to turn on Rick. Yes. And I thought that was a pretty cool, you know, move to make it a little spice for the final episode. So I really enjoyed it. This is where I felt like the end result was well brought to. Like we went from A to Z and the Z was the unveiling of your return coat piece of crap. I gave you a map that you just delivered. That's going to end up killing Rick. How do you think about how do you like my apples now? And we went from A to Z. Well, to yes. get to that. Like, we actually worked. thought how we were going to get right. from there. Again, the only thing I thought could have been better was, is that her being picked up at night for this second double cross reveal was cheese some of the editing could have been done a little bit better right you know you could have made it better way for that which would have made all of this even better yeah to me you know do you even have to show that you pick somebody up honestly what they could have done was just made her like aaron passed out on the side of the road and him being willing to take the chance that it was somebody he knew Right. Or, you know, the bottom line, there's just so many different ways. Or they just could her have showing done. up at the. That's the thing. Like, make it where, you know, you see a hand knocking on a door, you know, and. It's like she's just been scoping, waiting on Negan. Exactly. To get something, you know, don't don't give me that, you know, picking somebody up and I'll be like, oh, who could this be? You know? Yeah. Uh, enough on that. I just. So. That and the Gregory delivering message Yeah, times. I mean, it was a little quick. Yeah. You know, that, Outside of those two I, things, they actually yeah. really did. Even good. with those things, they did think it through. Correct. They just didn't do it the best of ways. Correct. And so, um, again, kudos to Simon. They take the bag off, and he's out there, and he's a, he's a walker. Dude sold it. Like, this was some of the best acting we've seen on the yeah, show. This, and the, the dude's dead. <laughs> if we were going to have an act, uh, you know, the Academy Award for Best Walker, walker. rendition. It's uh, odd. Like, odd. heads down. Like, There's no doubt. Greatest rocker. We went from chewing we, up the screen as a lab person <laughs> to chewing up the screen literally as a Dead rocker. or something yeah. else. It was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I, I, I definitely wanted to make sure we hit on him because, <laughs> dude, like, he's swerving his head around, like, biting like a Tyrannosaurus Rex with, like, small arms. Yeah. I was, I loved it. It delivered. Um, so I really liked that, you know, and of course he's like, you know, I got plans for you old Dwighty and blah, 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 blah. And, you know... That's kind of that's well, kind of the episode. We have Michonne reading. Oh, I forgot the about letter. That. Yeah, um, this I was really surprised that the letter wasn't given to Negan. You know what I mean? I was really True, surprised. I don't see any way you deliver it. Well, to me, like I'm leaving you something over here. You need to come get it. Da 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 da, da or something. And but then one of his goons yeah. over there to grab it. But you want to make sure he reads it. Or I, reads I, it. and I give you that, and that's that's where I was okay with it. It just kind of surprised me. That's how it was delivered. Yeah. Um, his reaction to it was even more surprising to me. You know, at first he shows the remorse, remorse, and so on. And, and I think it he, was a bad play by Rick to not read this letter when he was talking to. Yeah, you when he had the opportunity. Yeah. Because I think it would have helped. I could have changed he, some things if he had read it then instead of everything that's happened now. And oh, yeah. Saying, you know, instead of, you're going to next, you're yeah. going to die, da, da, da. And by the way, Carl will do this. <laughs> you know, it's going to be okay. We can all live in peace and harmony. Uh, Carl uh, wrote a phenomenal letter. 
He did. You know, uh, and he, he and he shit on it real quick. Yeah. You know, he took a big sloppy hot steaming dump on it <laughs> and said, "I wouldn't take your surrender, and I wouldn't take this." If and you enough came talk in these- and destroys a hundred eighty nine dollar Kenwood radio. Yeah, I know this because I have to be buying from work, and they're expensive. And after the apocalypse, that thing's worth gold. And yeah. he stomped it, that bastard. And um, I mean, hey, that's a great stomp because I mean, they, they don't really. Man, I'm gonna be honest with you. It's hard to break them, and homeboy's boot took care of business. So. Yeah, one stomp. Um, it's about three. Don't 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 give him too much. I mean, there. one stomp, it cracked easy, it pretty well. Easy. Okay, are you Negan boot loving? I mean, come on, dude. I mean, you see those? See how fashionable uh, they were? I think they got the little buckle and okay. everything. You're one of those guys. You're the one people have to worry about. Um. Anyway, so enough talk, and then we cut the preview. Um, now, if you're not a person who watches previews, just, you know, hide your ears or so on. La, la, la. Um, you know, basically, they said, you know, get ready for the, you know, the big finale. Da, da, da. So we're going to be like thing, an hour and a half. The preview show didn't make it feel like this was going to be the end of the Negan War. Then. Uh, shortly after the show was over, after Talking Dead and stuff like that, and they did a little more promo. And then on Facebook all day, they were doing the promo of, you know, the end of the war. Don't miss the final season. Then the war concludes and da-da-da-da-da. So then the promos after the previews were the ones that were making it sound like this was going to be the end of the whole scenario. So do you think this is the end of Negan? Or do you think we just wrap up the war the war ends. I mean, they pretty much have said that the war ends. It's got to end. They've been they've been dragging it out. We're sixteen very, episodes of war. We very much have made this feel very governorish. Yes. Um. So I think the war is going to end. I think they're going to definitely a rope a dope. How it's going to end in comparison, the the theories now are: do does Negan survive on the show, or do they go ahead and kill him off? How are they going to do that? Um, I think the show has already given you the answer. My opinion, 100%, is that they keep showing you Eugene alive in the predictions of Carl's vision. They showed you um, that Negan, Negan was, was alive. alive and that these are the possibilities of the future. So they, you think they're both still alive by the end absolutely. of this? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Eugene's going to do something that's redemptive to make him worth saving. I don't How think, on earth can he do it? I guess because he truly hasn't done I'm anything I'm telling you, it's got bad. something to do with those bullets. I don't know what it is. Okay, so you're on the side of the people emailing us in saying that I don't he's, know what he's going to do. I'm just not real positive. To me, it would be a great mind trip if it's, you know, because in that, the preview, that, that, it shows a scene where he takes a reload and puts it in a gun and shoots a target and Negan smiles from ear to ear. Yeah. So to me, you know, they show you that on purpose. I don't, to me, that's just bad writing. That you're not setting anything up or anything. I don't know. You know, he's pissed off. He, you know, th- and he makes the comment about pathetic lives. To you make the person who's viewing it think that he is 100% Negan. But you have no. He has no reason to side with Rick and them, especially since they literally try to kill him. Unless he sees something that changes his mind. To me, it could be he could see a death that changes him to where I'm on the wrong side. He sees the brutality of something that says, wait a minute, do I want to be the one who's responsible for all the death that's about to happen? I don't think he cares as long as he survives. I'm with personally. you. I'm with you. I just I don't know. This is where in this is where how the writing goes doesn't give you that's what I'm saying. Like, this this isn't like they're going to be able to tell me this was a big reveal that they've left little breadcrumbs the entire time. Like no, to me. For them to be able to continue the show, you either have to have Eugene be a part of it, or that book that Homegirl gave knowledge of replaces Eugene. Which is possible. Which is very possible. Maybe not even necessarily the book, but just she has more knowledge than she's written down in that, that book. That's a, that's a possibility. You know what I mean? Because um, to definitely be able to collect, it to be, no, I, I can do bullets too, but right. that's going to cost you. So I, I just I don't know. Again, you know, we did a we did before this season started. We did a preview cast that talked about how all this war is supposed to go down based on the comic book material and who lives and who dies and why. And so, if you want to know more about how this war is supposed to conclude based on the comic book, I encourage Check you to go back pod. to our preview pod right before season eight started. It was our season eight preview where we basically go over the entire comic book of what was supposed to happen. Um, and they've done a pretty 
decent job of remixing a lot of I mean, it. But I they mean, use they the same content. Um, but they've remixed a lot of it. And they really did most of it all in the first six episodes or so. Yeah, they did do a lot. Um, so um, so if you want to know more and you're one of those people, I implore you to go back and check that out. Um, uh, but, yeah, I'm sure the finale is going to be extra long. I didn't even look. Uh, I'm going to assume it's going to be an hour and a half. Yeah, I'm two sure. Hour. Well, an hour and a half. Well, you have to time. also think about this. The Fear of the Walking Dead comes on right after it. Um, and so, in my opinion, what they're going to do is going to be an eight to ten show. Fear the Walking Dead comes on at ten, and then they'll do the Talking Dead way after that. You yeah. Know? And um, uh, all I know is there was some really crazy stuff on Talking Dead. You know, afterwards there was, I, you know, and I'm gonna be honest with you, people. There's a lot of folks that blown us up saying that I, they don't know if Chris Hardwick is just into the show anymore because some of the stuff he says and the stuff he comes back with feels like it's very put on. Like he's really trying to. Did I really watch sell that it. and try to yeah. sell it? You know what I mean. So. I'm curious to think what y'all think. You know, if you if you watched it and watched Talking Dead, do you think Hardwick's changed? Do you think he's not what he used to be? Exactly. You know, I know it's terrible making millions. Yeah. Talking about a show for 30, 45 minutes with cool actors and stuff, but. Um, Someone's got to do it. And is he the right person to do it anymore? I, I think he's awesome. I just, uh, I'm to yeah. me, if he his doesn't behavior believe, yeah. and his mannerisms seem to have dulled down and some different things. He's becoming a little Jake-ish, you know. Like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, something like that. But uh, I'd love to hear from you guys. Again, we're at Twitter. We're on Bleed TV Podcast on Twitter, Bleed TV Podcast on Facebook, um, or Zach yeah. Bleed TV if you want to friend me on that account. Um, where you know it's just a more personal account to me, just connected to Bleed TV. Um, and of course, we have Bleed TV Podcast at gmail dot com. We answer emails. Trust me, you send one, we're going to talk at you. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll we're almost at one hundred percent on that. You know, because that's one of the things that we love. That's our that's our paycheck. Getting to talk to you guys personally. And so anytime you want to do that, don't hesitate. Um, a lot of Facebook Messenger, a lot of that stuff too. So uh, always enjoy conversation with people. Um, don't hesitate for it. But I think we're going to call it a night, guys. Yeah. I think we got a, you know, a good run, and we're going to have a good season finale next week, and we'll go from there. And then it's on to uh, Westworld, I believe. Yeah, we've got Westworld coming out. In and like two weeks. In two weeks. And then the, also there's End of the Badlands, and we're uh, we're trying to juggling around uh, how we're going to you know handle some shows and how we're going to do it. But – uh, those are the two big ones we're looking forward to. I know there's some, a lot of people who are Fear the Walking Dead. Um, unfortunately, Fear the Walking Dead has gotten better, but it steered us away early. Um, if this season picks up, it'll be interesting to see how Morgan goes into the mix and how that plays out. I'll, I'll uh, catch up, but I doubt that we end up ever potting. Yeah, I like- just, you know, there's enough Walking Dead for just that. So. Yes. But other than that, guys, we're going to call it tonight. This is Bleed TV, and I'm Zach. And I'm Cash. And we'll see you all next week.